Hello, and welcome to the monthly Megabyte CEO Barometer. At Megabyte, we track the financial performance, corporate activity, and strategic positioning of over 6,000 of the UK's leading technology and digital businesses. Each month, our research team analyzes dozens of results and corporate transactions in the UK tech sector. As well as delivering extensive company financial and transaction data, our team leverages some 500 CEO relationships to bring our subscribers deep insight into the companies and technology peer groups we track. The aim of this show every month is to summarize the research and data on the Megabyte platform from the last month with a particular focus on the key themes around corporate activity and valuations. Of course, subscribers can get access to all of the underlying research and data on the Megabyte platform. And if you think that the research that we provide at Megabyte may be of help to you and you're not yet a subscriber, we'd love to hear from you. The best thing to do is to go to uh, our website at megabyte.com and hit the request uh, trial button. And you can now set up an automatic trial of our news analysis service, the, the Megabyte Newswire, um, and also request a demo of the wider platform. So if that's of use to you, or you think it might be of use to you, we'd love to hear from you. So here's a look at the key takeaways from the Megabyte CEO barometer this month. Share prices uh, resumed normal service after a brief respite from their downward track during the summer uh, and were down again quite significantly during September uh, with a 7% reduction in the UK and about a 9% reduction in the US. And valuations followed suit largely and we saw um, broad reductions in valuations across software and ICT services. In terms of deal flow, we continue to see this slightly schizophrenic um, uh, kind of uh, uh, dynamic with deal flow where on the positive side, we continue to see uh, private equity transactions and confidence still very high in the UK tech sector, um, although the PE uh, deal flow was slightly lower uh, in, uh, in September compared to a very busy summer, the underlying sentiment is still very positive. Equally within M&A transactions, although um, overall, for the quarter uh, to September, the third quarter, M&A transactions were down significantly on 2021. Um, overall, we've seen them levelling off at a pretty healthy rate. Uh, we're seeing now about 45 to 50 transactions a month, a pretty healthy level, broadly in line with where we were in 2019. And generally, sentiment with the M&A market remains pretty, pretty robust. Conversely, within the capital markets, we continue to see a very, very quiet market. Uh, still no IPOs to talk about. Um, there has been a bit, a few signs of, of life on the follow-on public offerings, particularly a, a chunky offering from Cape, Cape Technologies, and uh, a few other smaller ones as well. So we are seeing a few signs of, of light at the end of the tunnel on the capital markets, perhaps. VC, the same trends continue as have for the last few months, or really throughout this year. We continue to see a reasonable level of uh, VC deal flow within the uh, smaller end of the market, pre-Series A through to sort of Series B, Series C, but really a dearth of, of later stage, larger fundraising was, which really characterised the strength of the market during 2021. And we're seeing very few of those. And the result of that is an overall much, much lower level of, of fundraising um, in terms of dollar amounts, pound note amounts, uh, raised uh, just 300 million in September compared to a billion or more uh, each month during the last uh, during most of 2021. In terms of the outlook, as I've mentioned a few times now on the show, I really think that um, where we are now is at a bit of a kind of turning point. It depends really what happens with current trading across uh, the companies we look at in Megabyte. We're not seeing any significant weaknesses, a few pockets of weakness. CEOs we talked to talking a little bit about some weakness in some of their pipelines, but overall nothing dramatic to report. If that managers continue and sustain during the, the winter months, um, as it seems likely the country is going to go into um, some form of recession, I personally think quite a nasty recession, um, then we might, not see any, uh, we might not see any further weakness in share price evaluations. Conversely, 
and I think this is the most likely outcome. We will see some weakness in pipelines and slowing revenue growth um, from um, uh, certain areas, potentially substantial areas of the tech sector, and that I think will be will uh, will result in inevitably further share price weakness and valuation compression, potentially also in the areas that have been relatively strong, uh, most notably private equity. So that's a quick look at the at the uh, at the, uh, the the key highlights for the Megabyte CEO Barometer month, and let's get on with the show. So looking in more detail at what's been going on within the capital markets, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, share prices very weak again during September after some, some positive signs over the summer. And across the megabyte universe of about 150 listed UK tech stocks, we saw a 7% decline on average in share prices during September and a 5% reduction in the overall valuation to about 14.5 times uh, EV EBITDA. Looking at what that means for software, software actually performed a little bit better, relatively speaking, uh, with a 5% reduction on average in share prices and a 4% reduction in, in valuations to 16.4 times. Um, and in ICT services, another difficult month for ICT services, uh, their share prices there were down on average 12%, uh, with the average EV EBITDA dropping 5% to uh, 10.3 times. So hovering around that double digit level uh, uh, in terms of EV EBITDA multiple for ICT services. For context, the FTSE 250 took a bit of a hammering, uh, down 9%, so actually tech sector share prices were broadly in line, actually slightly better than the overall market, which of course is incredibly jittery at the moment, based um, primarily around what's going on um, in the UK political and economic scene, which is not a great story, as you will know. Um, within the U US sector, just uh, to, to sort of make that comparison, uh, the NASDAQ was down 9% during September. Uh, obviously, quite a lot of uh, the key tech stocks are, are NASDAQ listed, so that's a good barometer for that. EV EBITDA multiples down 8% to about 15, just under 15 times. And the Bessemer Venture Partners Cloud Index, uh, this index of uh, high growth SaaS stocks, was down another 5%. And the EV sales multiple there, they still remain highly valued, these stocks. But the EV sales multiple there dropped slightly again from 7.7 to 7.3 times. And as a reminder, that has dropped now from the mid-20s uh, at the peak last year. So those kind of the real pain of, of quoted company valuation compression has been seen from the ones, unsurprisingly, I guess, that had the highest valuations uh, last year. Back to the UK market and looking at, uh, at overall capital markets activity. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, it's actually a bit of a better picture this month. Still no IPOs to talk about, and we haven't registered now one IPO on our, on our database in the tech sector for the UK uh, during 2022. It's been completely clear. I can't remember a period, frankly, where that has happened uh, for the last, certainly for the last few years. There were, however, six follow-on public offerings. Uh, five of them were quite small, three, four million, one at uh, some double-digit millions. But the big one was Cape Technologies, 190 million sterling raise. Actually, a very successful raise, uh, oversubscribed. Um, so that is a really a positive thing for the sector, I think, to see that uh, we have got uh, some uh, some activity happening there. And that's to support Cape's really quite aggressive, uh, very proactive M&A strategy, which has been quite a big story of the market. And it's in that sort of broadly in that cybersecurity area, which is pretty, pretty robust as well. Um, interestingly, I've talked a lot, talked a lot last month about P2Ps, public to private transactions, and there's been a whole slew of them. Um, and, uh, you know, I talked last month about something like 20% of the market cap of the UK tech sector has sort of vanished over the last few months from public to private or large uh, corporates acquiring uh, larger listed businesses in the UK. Another smaller but interesting deal uh, just announced in the last couple of weeks, uh, actually last week I think, uh, Crown Peak has, a, a, has bid for Attract, which is in the retail software space. 70% um, premium valuing the business at about 60, 60 million enterprise value, but that's only 2.4 times uh, next 12 months revenue. So a relatively modest uh, valuation for Attract, but that does 
reflect a relatively weak financial performance over the last few years. Um, some of you will know at Megabyte we have a, a methodology we call the scorecard, which, which um, consistently rates all of the companies that we track with full accounts um, based on seven metrics. And 100 is good and naught is bad. And um, uh, Attract has been uh, has scored at 28 in its last financial year. So not a brilliant performance, and that's reflected in the valuation. Actually, a pretty decent company with some interesting technology, I think, underneath it. So not surprising to see that go. The broader picture there is more more companies coming off. De-equitization just continues, and it's it's reaching a really, a really quite significant level now. And I don't think we've seen the last of it. This this valuation dynamic difference between PE and capital markets, and some of the larger corporates with uh, big balance sheets, um, uh, you know, just wanting to acquire uh, the relatively undervalued uh, quoted stocks. I think will continue. Overall, for the outlook for the capital markets. I don't think we're going to see any significant improvement anytime soon. I really refer you back to my comments about current trading, and that will be the key determinant. But it is positive to see Kate um, proving that the market isn't completely shut. So we might see a few people following on from that, and we might see the uh, the, the full-on public offering market uh, where institutional investors got a bit more confidence because they understand the companies uh, you know, that they're investing in and they want to put more money behind it. Uh, that might well uh, pick up a little bit as we go towards Christmas as a result of uh, some of the uh, improving sentiment there. So that's a quick look at the key uh, themes and, and, and trends within capital markets and I'll look next to what's happening in private equity. So focusing then on what's been going on within the private equity market, generally positive sentiment as I mentioned earlier. Um, overall deals actually in September were down quite significantly year on year in September. Um, only four deals registered on our platform uh, during the month, three secondary buyouts, uh, one management buyout, no carve-outs, no public to privates. Um, um, but I think the better overall indicator of strength is uh, deal flow uh, in total for the quarter ended September up 5% year on year. Um, and bear in mind that overall deal, deal activity is down significantly during Q3. That is a pretty robust performance in the private equity world. Uh, in terms of looking at the deals in a bit more detail, two in ICT services, two in software. The biggest one by a long way was MIQ in the MarTech space, um, in the advertising technology space. Uh, what we think was about a £770 million deal. This is ECI selling out to Bridgepoint. It's been a very successful investment for ECI. And I think I'm right in saying ECI retained a small stake in, in MIQ as well. So that was the biggie. Um, also within software, Friends uh, MTS from North Edge, uh, again, an estimated deal value of 45 million, uh, again, broadly in the media sector. So interesting to see that quite an active part of the market during September. And North Edge also pretty active, uh, pretty active in the market as well and in the tech sector. So another deal for them. We know they've got another one uh, they're working on right now. In, in terms of ICT services, uh, PCS Consulting, that's a broad IT managed services provider. Uh, BGF acquiring a stake in that at a 16 million valuation. And one PLM, uh, in, also in the ICT services area, that was a sale out of BGF into Holland Capital. Uh, relatively small deal there. We don't have a deal value estimate, but it's a business with two or three million of EBITDA. So um, um, sort of mid-market, lower mid-market deal uh, there. So Decent solid level of activity, um, but overall the trends remain and talking to our friends in the private equity world, we're really not seeing any dip in, significant dip in sentiment, both in terms of their um, appetite for new deals and also their appetite for M&A within their portfolios, which is obviously one of the biggest drivers of, of, of M&A. Uh, we see in the market. Um, so I've got nothing really to add on the on the on the uh, the, the outlook, other than to re reiterate my point about current trading beginning to start to sound like a little bit like a stuck record. Uh, but overall, we see uh, continuing strong levels of activity in private equity, uh, not so much in VC, which I will talk about next. Both deal volumes and more significantly deal values, uh, amalgamated deal values, 
uh, continue to drop sharply in the VC world. Uh, we registered 29 deals, uh, VC deals in our database during September. That's down 17% year on year. Although actually deal volumes are actually relatively stable. It's more the deal values that have come under real pressure, as I've mentioned a few times on the show in the last few months. Um, the total amount raised during September was 300 million. That was down three quarters on September 2021. And the trend is, is broadly down uh, across the board. And uh, in Q3 as a whole, we only saw about a billion raised. Uh, that's down 72% on Q3 2021. And we're broadly back to where we were in 2019 levels in terms of fundraising. And as I've mentioned a few times, the delta between the two really is uh, this um, dearth of or very few late stage deals uh, and there were none of those during September and that brings the average raise back to around 10 million uh, which is where uh, we were again in 2019 and it's just because you're now seeing a predominance of the pre-series A, series A and maybe series B deals uh, which are averaging at about that kind of level. In terms of segments, um, as ever, uh, the majority of the deals we saw were in software. Fintech remains a strong seven of the deals um, uh, we saw were, were in broadly in the fintech space. And healthcare, uh, five deals, that continues to be a very strong part of, of the market. Um, the, other, the, only, or the only main area of, of, of VC investment in the ICT services sector has been in the fiber FTTP investment, uh, which continues to be a massive uh, sort of consumer of capital in the UK tech sector at the moment. We didn't see any significant deals in that, equity deals in that during, uh, during September. But interestingly, uh, we did see a, a significant, uh, very significant debt deal from Aries, 178 million into Brisk. Uh, which I think is really interesting. And I think that underlines one of the key trends I think we are seeing generally in the VC market, uh, which I highlighted earlier in the year when we saw this, this sort of turn in sentiment. We're seeing much more uh, sort of venture debt going into, into venture capital. What, what I think we're seeing is businesses that might, might be continuing to perform reasonably well. So they are, they, are, um, you know, they are able to raise venture debt because the trading is solid and growing quite quickly, but because valuations have come down so fast, uh, they risk doing a down round, which is obviously is a thing within VC that everyone wants to avoid. In order to bridge that gap between growing enough into their valuation to be able to do a another equity raise at either the, the, the same or hopefully higher valuation from the previous raise, people are using venture debt to gap that, which I think is quite interesting. And I think that we'll see that in FTTP fiber as we are everywhere else. Um, I think that what we've got going on in the VC world at the moment is very interesting from a valuation perspective. I think that there's quite a few businesses out there, as I said, that can reasonably sustain their book valuations because they're still growing very strongly and will grow into their valuations if they continue to grow strongly. And you know that is fine. If we see this um, or any reduction in that growth rate, significant reduction in that growth rate, you get a bit of a double whammy. You obviously get a lower revenue number. They're mostly valued on EV revenue, these businesses. You get a lower revenue number on which to make that valuation, but also if growth is lower, that sort of translates into a lower multiple as well. So again, next six months is critical for a lot of these uh, VC-backed businesses to see whether they get whether they continue to sustain their multiples, uh, not their multiples, their overall valuations. Obviously, the multiples are compressing. Uh, we were seeing lots of, not lots, but quite a few software deals being done at 20 plus times um, EV revenue last year. That, that is long gone now uh, for the most part. So, um, so this is a, a critical period for VC, probably more than anyone else over the next six months. I think we're going to see more venture debt. I do also think we're going to see more consolidation in the VC market. Those that are very well funded may have raised those mega deals, but actually their businesses might not be performing quite as they'd hoped. Um, they're not going to, they want to extending their cash runway. They're not going to want to plow more sales and marketing money into a product that might not be selling through. 
and what they may end up using their cash balance for is to acquire another company, potentially a profitable company. So I think that will see more consolidation. I also think we'll see more opportunity for private equity in the VC world, uh, in the VC portfolios, as some of these companies cut back expenditure, get cash flow neutral, but are not growing as fast, and they become interesting both for PE investment, lower mid-market PE investment, but also as M&A targets for some of the large consolidators, particularly in the software market. So that is quite a, a quick look at what's going on in VC, quite a complex picture in VC at the moment. Um, I'll wrap up next, as I always do, with a look at what's happening in the M&A world. M&A activity was actually up slightly in September relative to, uh, to September 2021. We registered 52 deals uh, on our database, M&A deals on our database during September. And so we are seeing uh, deal, deal volumes stabilise at around that kind of level. Although Q3 volumes uh, in total were down uh, 17% on Q3 2021. But we are, I think, seeing that, that, that kind of stabilisation around this kind of level. Um, and we're seeing quite a buoyant uh, sentiment for M&A continuing on. Uh, funding is, is still very strong there, primarily from, from uh, PE. We've seen fewer uh, deals from uh, listed businesses because obviously their funding sources are much more restricted than they were this time last year. So it's mainly PE-backed businesses, um, but growing uh, through uh, inorganic uh, means. Uh, in terms of the overall deal flow, uh, three uh, software deals were actually down slightly to uh, 29 and ICT services up significantly to 23. And I think that's an interesting dynamic. We are still seeing uh, the, the software consolidators doing their thing, um, access, chunky acquisition for access, even in its current scale, uh, buying Pay360 from Capita at 100 million and another small deal. Uh, clear course, three deals for them, sit now, three deals for them. So the consolidators are continuing on their way. So that activity is still very much going on. And we're just seeing ICT catching up a little bit um, and we're seeing more serial acquirers coming into the ICT services market all the time. Clarinet, which to be fair has been a, a, a long time acquirer, three deals for them again in September. They were also quite busy over the summer. And Babel, uh, another two deals for them. That's another sort of serial acquirer. Um, and uh, interestingly, a bit of uh, VAR uh, M&A doesn't happen too often, uh, uh, but uh, Converge Technology Solutions acquiring Stone Group for 44 million. So uh, that uh, Stone Group specialist VAR. So M&A activity generally uh, pretty robust. And I think it's very much in lockstep when we think about the outlook, very much in lockstep with what's going on uh, in the private equity world from a sentiment perspective. Sentiment sustains in private equity, we will continue to see a robust M&A market. And at the risk of sounding um, uh, really like I'm repeating myself, that really is around trading. And to mention what I said at the top of the show, we are not seeing, the Megabyte team speaks to dozens of CEOs every month about how their business is doing, uh, mostly private, so they're able to tell us in, in, in graphic detail what's going on. Not that we're able to publish it all, sadly, but uh, we, we uh, obviously give insights on that to our subscribers. But we do get very good insights into what's happening in trading. Overall, I keep asking my guys this, are we seeing, are we seeing, are we seeing any significant uh, weakness in trading? The answer generally comes back no. There have been a couple of clangers. Um, TPX Impacts, uh, this is the old Panoply Group, uh, it's listed back at the end of 2018, I think, um, and uh, has been a buy and build in the digital services space, very much at the sort of agency end of digital services, uh, has tried to compare itself a bit with Kanos, but in my view isn't really anything like Kanos, um, and has been a very serial acquirer, and they had a bit of a fairly major clangor uh, during September and have, also, have, a, have had all sorts of problems with their restructuring to build a divisional structure following a number of acquisitions and actually uh, ended up uh, ejecting their CEO, effectively their founder and, C and CEO and the CFO from the business. Uh, now, 
on the face of it, that's not really around a trading issue. And Made.com, which is at, not Made.com, Madetech, sorry, Made.com sells sofas. Uh, Madetech uh, is, a, is a comp business which is growing very quickly. So there is still growth there. But I just can't help thinking that TPX um, would maybe not have had as many problems if the top line was still growing very strongly. Um, as a, as a, an, a CFO said to me a while back, and it stuck with me, he said, growth solves every problem. Um, and I can't help thinking that um, part of the issue at TPX is the fact that trading has been a bit less robust than maybe it was last year. So the point I'm trying to make is we are seeing a few uh, we are seeing a few clangers, and there have been others that that I won't go into. Uh, but overall, we're not seeing a broad-based uh, uh, issues in in trading. But we are starting to see people being a bit more cautious, and I personally think that will accelerate over the winter. To what degree, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, and I think that's we're gonna, I think it's going to be a tough few months for the sector. But the next uh, few months will tell. Slightly depends what our hapless government does um, over the next few weeks uh, to some degree. But I think um, it's much more to do, in my view, with what happens? What is that? What is what is the what is the um, what is the, uh, the 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 economy going to do relative to the tech sector? Will the tech sector follow the economy, or will it not? It didn't during COVID. Will it this time? That's the big question, and we just don't know the answer to that. But we will know quite soon. So that's it for this month. Thank you very much again for listening. I'm sorry that I couldn't be more positive, although there are definitely positive uh, positive areas of the market. And uh, I look forward to uh, speaking to you again next month. COVID seems to be back with a vengeance. So I hope you all very much stay well over the next few weeks. And I'll speak to you again um, at the beginning of November. Thanks. Bye-bye.